Coming up this week, Tesla killed it last year and they are not slowing down. There's a new EV cannonball record and this one is not by a Tesla. The Aspark Owl is finally on sale and more. Hello friends, welcome to episode 47 of the EV Resource Podcast. I'm Zach Hurst and each week I bring you the latest EV news, information and answer your questions about electric vehicles. Before we get started with the news this week, I want to thank our podcast partner Titan Auto and Tire in Mosley, Virginia for their support. Titan is one of the very few independent shops in Central Virginia that are qualified to work on EVs and from hybrids to Hummers, they fix everything. For more information and to schedule an appointment for your vehicle, go to TitanAutoTire.com. That's TitanAutoTire.com. Before we get into the news, I do want to wish all of you a very happy new year. As you probably noticed, I took last week off to be with my family, and while I love them dearly, it is good to be back with all of you. And what a week to return. It has been insanely busy in the EV world. And taking the spotlight in the majority of the news headlines has been Tesla. For last year, Tesla set a goal for themselves to produce and deliver 500,000 vehicles. And just after New Year's Day, they reported that they did indeed produce more than half a million vehicles in 2020, which... That is a milestone that seemed absolutely unreachable considering everything that occurred last year. In a news release posted on their website, Tesla said that for Q4, they had delivered 180,570 vehicles, bringing its total deliveries for 2020 to 499,550, a brand new milestone for the company. And if you ask me, close enough to that half a million mark. So congratulations to Tesla. You guys did it. And something that's kind of worth pointing out is that Elon Musk, six years ago, back in 2014, predicted this monumental feat. Uh, You've got some some analysts, for example, the Deutsche Bank analyst, and he he really, a lot of these guys are very bullish on it. And they they predict that you would get about, I guess, uh, 100,000 in sales by 20, I mean... 27 days. What what can we eventually expect when it comes to ramping up with the Gigafactory in place, the number of Teslas that you push off the assembly line? Well, I, I mean, I feel uh, I, comfortable that we'll be able to achieve at least uh, half a million cars a year by 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, maybe we can do a bit sooner than that. But I think that's uh, that's what I feel comfortable predicting. Now, I'm no Tesla critic, but even I had some reservations about whether they would actually be able to hit that by the end of last year. And as usual, don't bet against Elon. The 2020 sales totals represent a 36% increase from 2019, and Tesla's production number of 509,737 cars in 2020 was up 40% from 2019. And this is just the latest success for a company that has absolutely been killing it despite the pandemic that we had. And with the barrage of Tesla headlines this week, it doesn't look like they have any plans of slowing down. An article from TechCrunch this week reports that Tesla will be launching sales operations in India early this year. Tesla has for years expressed interest in expanding to India, and in a 2018 tweet, Elon shared that some government regulations in India had emerged as a roadblock. 
Well, now it seems that those roadblocks are coming down. New Delhi, which has claimed to abolish more than 1,000 archaic laws in recent years, has previously acknowledged the pain points expressed by Elon and is looking to make some big changes. In the past three years, India has proposed billions of dollars in incentives to car companies to switch to electric alternatives and accelerate innovation and manufacturing of batteries in a bid to reduce its spending on oil and curb air pollution. Tesla's operations will begin with sales in early 2021 and then maybe look at assembling and manufacturing vehicles in the country, according to India's transport minister, Nintin Gadkari. So how early? Well, definitely not next month, as Elon tweeted over the weekend. But it would not be surprising if we see Teslas in India starting in the first half of the year. One bit of Tesla news that impacts us right now is related to the Model Y. Tesla has now launched the long-awaited standard range option for the Model Y, lowering the entry price by $8,000 to just $41,990. They also launched the long-awaited third-row seven-seat option as well for those who want to pay an additional $3,000, and more on that in a bit. The standard range Model Y has been something that Elon Musk said himself would not happen. So it would seem either he changed his mind since then or somebody at Tesla changed it for him. Personally, I think this is the best move Tesla could have made at this time. First, I think there's going to be a huge demand for this car. Sure, for that $8,000 in savings, you lose the front motor and 80 miles of range, but I think most people will be more than willing to take that trade, and this puts it more directly in line with competing with the lower trim options for the Mustang Mach-E, as well as the Volkswagen ID.4. Secondly, if we consider that Tesla is currently held back by their supply of batteries, they are battery constrained, it makes a lot of sense to build more vehicles with a smaller battery than it does to build less and then sell less with bigger battery packs. And lastly on this, this is the Model Y that I have been waiting for, for my family. It's the perfect size for the two of us and three kids. And we don't have a lot of money, so I've been waiting for the price to drop. And at this new lower price, the overall monthly expenses are comparable to my wife's 10-year-old Volkswagen GTI that takes premium gas and steadily sips on my wallet for maintenance and repairs. And that's a point I want to really drive home because I know my family isn't alone in this. The thought of spending $42,000 on a car is terrifying to me. But when you look at maintenance, repairs, gas, uh, even the insurance, I had my insurance agent run a uh, comparison, taking the GTI off and adding a Model Y, and they don't have the standard range Y yet in their system, so they had to run with the long range, and it was only about $200 more every six months for the long range Model Y. So I would expect that the standard range Model Y is going to be very comparable when it comes to insurance. And as far as the 244 mile range goes, well, that's well more than we'd ever need, and I think that's well more than most people would ever need, considering that I just took a 550-mile road trip in my Spark EV. Having four to five times the range with a Model Y certainly wouldn't hurt. 
But let's get back to this third row seat. Tesla Roddy shares that the first photos of the Tesla Model Y's third row seats for its seven seat configuration have been leaked online. And based on the images, which feature a Model Y with a white interior, Tesla has come up with a way to ensure that the all electric crossover retains a good amount of its cargo carrying capacity, even when it's transporting seven passengers. The images were sent to Rob Maurer of the Tesla Daily Podcast, who shared and discussed the images in a recent episode. Only a few of the pictures were leaked of the new configuration, though they did show how the second row seats will move forward to accommodate passengers in the third row, getting in and out of the vehicle. Now, at this time, the Model Y's seven-seat interior is only available for the standard-range rear-wheel drive and dual-motor all-wheel drive versions of the vehicle, and this is rather unsurprising as the added weight of the third-row seats would likely affect the performance Model Y's weight and therefore its handling and acceleration numbers. Now, one thing that is important to note is that if you are a regularly sized adult and still have your legs, you may want to avoid the third row as it's really only big enough for pets and small children. Uh, I myself, even though would love to have the added passenger space, it's a $3,000 option and I would not get it for three grand. If it was a $1,000 option, I probably would. Um, just because at that point it, it makes a lot more sense, but for $3,000, how often would you use that? I mean, you would have to have a much bigger family than I do. I mean, you probably like four kids and, and only while they're still small or if they have a lot of friends. I mean, I don't know. There's definitely reasons for it. And I'm sure there will be a lot of people that opt for that third row, um, but it is very small. So it's not somewhere where adults will be sitting. And moving on to more Tesla news, and I've only got two more Tesla stories for you this week. They did have a lot going on. And as I mentioned at the top of the podcast, they dominated the headlines this week. So don't say I didn't warn you. Uh, Tesla's recently announced $25,000 electric car could be coming sooner than we thought, according to newly unveiled documents about Gigafactory Shanghai. According to these new Gigafactory Shanghai documents submitted to the Chinese government, Tesla is planning to add a cheaper third model to be produced at Gigafactory Shanghai as soon as 2022. And that is probably two to three years before I would have guessed. And this new Tesla model is planned to be produced at Shanghai, but shipped globally. And the positioning and selling price will be lower than the Model 3 and expected to be between 160,000 and 200,000 Chinese yuan. Now, note that the 160,000 Chinese yuan, yuan um, I'm not exactly sure how to say that, uh, is actually $24,755 in US dollars. So and that is an incredible price if Tesla can really pull it off. And this is a car that I would buy in a heartbeat. As you can see from the picture of my Spark EV, I really, really like small, quirky hatchbacks. Um, what I would love to see of this $25,000 car, which some are calling the Tesla Model 2, um, Tesla has said they don't actually have a name for it yet. I would love to see a performance dual motor version uh, that would just be the ultimate hot hatchback. Who knows if that will happen? 
there's still a lot of time between now and when we can expect to see these hit the road. In the last Tesla story I've got before moving on to a few other EV stories from the rest of the automotive industry, Tesla has officially overtaken the world's largest social media platform, Facebook, as the sixth most valuable company in the world. It is now the most valuable company in the world that isn't worth $1 trillion, and I have a feeling we're going to be seeing that very soon. The top five companies are actually worth $1.2 trillion or more, with Apple topping the list at over $2.2 trillion. So it'll be interesting as Tesla's stock price increases, and at this point, it seems like it can only go in one direction. They actually recently hit a record for 11 days in a row of only increase to the stock price. It has not gone down. Um, It will, of course, you know, stock prices go up and they do go down. But Tesla has been on an absolute tear, increasing more than 700% last year and already starting this year with massive gains. Okay, and on to what I think is one of the most exciting stories that I've talked to you about on this podcast. Kyle Connor from the Out of Spec Motoring YouTube channel, and definitely check out his videos. They're very, very uh, captivating and entertaining. Uh, Kyle and two friends have smashed the EV cannonball run record in a Porsche Taycan. That's right, for the first time ever, Ever, a non-Tesla has taken the lead in this unofficial battle between the Tesla supercharger network and the CCS infrastructure. The previous record was held by Kyle and Matthew Davis set in a Tesla Model 3 long-range rear-wheel drive in the summer of 2019 with a time of 45 hours and 16 minutes. This record run was driven, as I mentioned, in a Porsche Taycan 4S, exclusively charging on the Electrify America DC fast charging network, and sets a new EV cannonball run record of 44 hours and 25 minutes. And according to Kyle, that time could have been better, but they ran into a few snags and delays along the way. And actually, there was a little bit of a learning curve regarding the battery temperature and when to charge with the Taycan. And Kyle says that the goal of this record run was to showcase the effectiveness of the CCS charging network and prove once and for all that a transcontinental run was possible in something other than a Tesla vehicle. After all, if they had gone out and set a new record by uh, in another Tesla, it wouldn't have been big news at all. And what I think is exceptionally impressive is that the team was able to achieve this record time in the cold of winter. The last record was in summer. And that's very bold of them to make this effort when the physics of cold air was working against them regarding the efficiency of the Taycan. Congratulations to Kyle, Drew, and Tijman for this incredible record. Well done, guys, and I am excited to see more and more runs done in other EVs as more and more come along. And something actually that Kyle said this past Friday on the Inside EVs podcast was that he's looking forward to the Lucid Air being one of the contenders for a record holder for the Cannonball Run for EVs. And I would agree with him in that case. I think there's a lot of potential in some of the upcoming models that we look to see later this year. 
Ultimately, however, uh, unless something drastic changes, I think the record will be beaten and then held for quite a while, likely in the Tesla Roadster, if it does truly have that 600 mile range that they are promising. So exciting space, anything to do with setting new times and records and performance for EVs, I'm in, I wanna know all about it. Uh, so congratulations once again to the team and to Porsche and to Electrify America for, of course, playing the part that they did. GM is in the news again. On Friday, GM unveiled its new EV marketing campaign called Everybody In. The Detroit-based manufacturer is looking to transition their buyers to one of 30 new upcoming electric models that they say will be built in the next four years, and they are certainly making a massive shift in their marketing and branding efforts. Designed to accelerate the adoption of electric cars, trucks, SUVs, basically vehicles across all all lines, this campaign is intended to feel accessible and inclusive. It's also part of an ongoing effort to evolve the century-old company's brand identity as they strive to deliver cleaner and safer transportation for all motorists. GM is also introducing a new logo to go along with this marketing push, one with fresh colors, a fresh lowercase font, and subtle electrical plug hidden in the white space of the M. Interesting idea they got there, one that I've had in the EV Resource logo for over a year. They say that the Everybody In commercials and advertisements are intended to set a new hopeful tone and highlight a few important themes. Aside from the exciting new generation of drivers, it's also intended to demonstrate GM's technological leadership in the field of EVs as well as the $27 billion they've committed to investing. And GM is not being shy about their intentions to make a dramatic shift. Take this video, for example. Change. You can resist it, be left behind, or embrace it and move forward. We're driving it everywhere. We emit optimism, not exhaust. We plug in our vehicles as naturally as we charge our phones. We don't judge cars by the rev of an engine, but by the hum of progress. We, 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 we are Generation E. United. Not by age. But by the desire for smart, clean, and safe. To also be fun, easy, and powerful. And our power comes from this. Ultium. Ultium. A battery that charges fast. Runs long. It fits everyone. Because when it comes to this all-electric future, nobody. nobody, nobody, nobody will be left out. And that changes everything. Now, I have had mixed feelings about GM in the past year. If they follow through and actually do what they say they're going to do, then I will happily give them all the credit they deserve. But from where I sit today, it looks like they're just putting more effort into marketing and branding. If they would make just, just make great EVs that are compelling and that are going to be very functional and stylish and fun, people would buy them. No marketing required. And the last bit of news I have for you this week is about a car that you may not have ever heard of and will likely never see in person unless you're really lucky, the owl. And yes, it is a car, not a bird. 
Aspark, which is the company that builds it, introduced the Owl back in 2019, and now the model is on sale in North America and Europe through what they're calling their prestigious network of dealers. Now, that being said, their network is pretty small as the company has only listed dealerships in France, one, and one in Miami, Florida. However, Aspark has opened a showroom in Osaka, Japan, and suggested that more dealerships will be added in the coming weeks. So what makes the Owl so special? Well, it's claimed to be the fastest accelerating vehicle in the world ever, and it can run from 0 to 60 miles an hour in only 1.72 seconds. In order to achieve that impressive feat, the model is equipped with four electric motors, one at each wheel, that produce a combined output of 1,985 horsepower and 1,475 pound-feet of torque. They're powered by a 64-kilowatt-hour lithium-ion battery pack, which gives the Owl a range of up to 280 miles in the NEDC test cycle, which, as we know, is somewhat optimistic, and the acclaimed top speed of 249 miles per hour, admittedly not at the same time you're trying to maximize its range. Besides the high-performance powertrain, the Owl has a carbon fiber monocoque and body. The model also sports active aerodynamics and a carbon ceramic braking system with 10 piston calipers up front. Of course, if you're going to accelerate that quickly, you need to make sure that you can stop just as quickly as well. The Owl is already in production and being built in collaboration with Italy's Manufattura Automobili Torino, which specializes in producing one-off and limited production vehicles. Speaking of which, and this is why I said you'll probably never see one unless you're really lucky, only 50 are going to ever be built. And if you're lucky enough to be one of the ones that gets one, you're going to be shelling out three and a half million dollars for the privilege. All right, so that's your show for this week. Thank you so much for watching or listening. Please share this with your friends and write a review on Apple Podcasts if you'd be so willing. Our Patreon executive producer is Tom Wiggins and James Hart supports us at the producer level. If you would like to support the EV Resource Podcast, you can check us out there too at patreon.com slash evresource. I invite your feedback via email to hello at ev-resource.com. You can always leave a comment on the YouTube video and don't forget to subscribe so that you'll get all the future shows delivered to you automatically. If you want to listen to any of the previous podcast shows audio only, you can find them on our webpage under the podcast section and on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you so much for being with me and I'll catch you next week.